0: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
1: Check the backseat.
0: Check the backseat. All right, come here.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Very excited for this edition with one guest, one interview, and he's a guy most of you out there love, Gus Johnson, the lead play-by-play man for Fox College Football and College Basketball. Really enjoy talking to Gus. He gets into um, why he has not tweeted since 2012, uh, talks about how he started in sports broadcasting, we go over his time with calling the NCAA tournament, his favorite calls, talked a little bit about Bill Raftery, uh, and talked about football, college football, NFL, calling those games, and uh, the end is real, the last 10-15 minutes of the interview, you want to stick with it, because uh, there's, there's, he, he goes through his most embarrassing on-air moment, and talks about... Uh, Not really being thrilled with the Gusgasm hashtag that goes out on Twitter. So uh, that, in the last 15 minutes, Gus, uh, there's a lot of laughs here with Gus. So stick with it. It's a good interview. Gus was great. I appreciate you guys listening. A couple of things in the uh, archives you should check out. Joe Thomas, former Cleveland Browns offensive lineman. Good interview last week. And given the Browns here, turning it around, he had a lot of thoughts about Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, that episode is combined with an interview with Kyle Brand of the NFL Network. If you like football in any way, shape, or form, listen to the Kyle Brand interview. He's going to host a new show on the NFL Network uh, that's going to be sort of a retro thing while still doing a little bit on the current games. If you like football, listen to that Kyle Brand interview. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And if you listen to the whole thing, I, I give him a line at the end. Tweet me the line if you hear it at the end there, and maybe I'll send you a little prize there. Uh, but I, when I say goodbye to Kyle, I tell him something. And if you tweet me what I tell him, I'll send you a little little prize. And uh, two weeks ago was Ryan Russillo. That was a good interview as well in the archive. So please check those out. And if you have not rated or left a review on iTunes, it would be so helpful if you did that. It helps tremendously. I, I know most of you probably already subscribe, but subscribing is great. I appreciate it. If you don't subscribe, please subscribe. But, if you have, but the review and the rating is huge. So I would appreciate it greatly. And... You can even wait till this interview's over, because that's how much I think you're going to enjoy it. And we're going to go right to it. Gus Johnson of Fox Sports. All right. Joining me now is my guest on this week's SI Media Podcast. He is Fox, lead college football and college basketball play-by-play man, and an internet favorite. Not many of those around, but he is, and he is Gus Johnson. <laughs> Gus, how are yeah.
0: you? What's up, man? I'm good. How you doing?
1: I'm well. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. I'm going to start with something weird, just because I did. I did say you're an internet favorite, and you are. I noticed you have not tweeted since June of 2012. Why did you give up Twitter?
0: Ah, man, I, you know I got I got a you know my focus when I'm not working is to be able to hit a five iron 185 <laughs> yards on a spot. You know I just don't have the time. Right. To get all into that uh to that world that's like a that seems like it could be a black hole if you're not careful so um I don't know man i'm fifty one years old i don't i think that I think tweeting and all that that social media stuff is for young cats man so i'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of that <laughs> out of their way and let them do their thing and
1: and uh keep it moving I will say i think I think it's smart if any play by play person is off Twitter, but that's just just from what I've seen on Twitter. No, it's a that's tough if you're a play-by-play man or woman and you're on Twitter because the feedback is. They're yeah, always the going to be feedback is rough.
0: Yeah, you know, you know it's one thing you know when you when you're a public figure, you deal with a lot of criticism, and I understand that's part of the deal. But dealing with criticism that's in my pocket on my phone, which I keep with me 24 hours a day, pretty much, except <laughs> when I'm sleeping. So right. I, that that's a little too much. That was a little bit too much access for me.
1: But I have to say, as far as play-by-play people are concerned, you probably get as little criticism as, I mean, there are people out there who may think, oh, he's too loud or over the top or whatever, but the majority, I mean, the overwhelmingly vast majority are huge, are huge fans. Do you, do you, do you uh, sense that when you're calling a game and you're in a stadium, or you're even just walking around the street? I mean, you are pretty beloved.
0: Yeah, but I try to be totally ignorant. Yeah, I don't want to know anything. You know, I just because what I realized when I was on Twitter, and I was I would get some feedback about certain things. It started affecting how I looked at the game, which affected how I called the game. Yeah. So uh, I didn't want to be a part of that, and uh, you know. People tell me that, that I'm a fan favorite and that's cool. I, I, I definitely prefer that than the other than the other, <laughs> other option, right. you know, but uh, I don't want to know about that. I want to be ignorant. I want to, you know, there's enough things that we have to think about in this world is, you know, whether it be on our jobs or with our families and our children and our, and our wives and our husbands. And so, you know, I got enough to think about man. So yeah. I just want to go out there and have fun, do my job to the best of my ability. And uh, and keep it moving.
1: So you you are one of the more uh, excitable and enthusiastic play-by-play people out there. What What is your philosophy when you're doing a game, and has it changed? I mean, have you always – I mean, listen, I remember you going back. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I remember you doing the Knicks ages ago. That was probably my first um, exposure to you, and then obviously the tournament and now college football. You've had many gigs over the years. Do you call a game the same way now that you did then? Has anything changed for you? And what's sort of the overall Gus Johnson, this is what I want to accomplish when I'm calling a game?
0: Well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, since 1989. Um, I've been doing it at, at a network level. Let me see. I got out of college in '90. Got my first job in Waco in 90, then went to Huntsville, then to Greensboro, then to D.C. What was your first job? Was about what was your first yeah, job? Waco, Waco, Texas. Doing what? KXXV TV in Waco, Texas. I was a weekend anchor man and a weekday sports reporter. Okay. Sports reporter, week- weekend anchor, sports anchor, and weekday sports reporter. So it was a great time. and uh, But I've been doing this for a long time, so you... You, you, you grow and you mature, um, you evolve. Uh, I'm a different person now than I was when I, when I first started, but, you know, I'm more confident, I'm older, I have more experience. So I think my overall philosophy is to, uh, is to delight in the excellence of these, you know, athletes that I'm watching uh, in that particular game, in those particular moments. Uh, I'm not 60 minutes. I'm not here to do some kind of investigative report. I want to have fun with the game. I, You know, I'm doing a lot of college ball. So these are kids that are trying hard and doing good and trying to do good in school and trying to do good on the football or the basketball team. So, uh, like I said, my, my goal is to delight in the excellence of other people. That makes me feel good. And, and uh, and that's how I like to, to approach it when I'm doing a game.
1: So, what was the first big break for you? You know, Waco, Texas is nice, but there had to be something on a, on a national scale or even big on a local scale. What was the first big, big break for you?
0: No, actually, man, the, big, the first big break was Waco, Texas. Well, hardest yeah. Job you ever, hardest job you ever get is your first. I was right out of college. You know, I was green. You know, uh, I didn't really, I wasn't a great editor. I wasn't a great shooter. Uh, so when you go to small markets, you got to shoot, you got to edit your own stuff. So Don Marion, my, my news director at KXXV TV gave me my first shot and he allowed me to learn how to become a better shooter, a better editor, a better, you know, producer of my own shows as time went on. Um, and I think that was the biggest break that I ever got. Um, then the, the second biggest break I think was uh, going to DC and major market at the same station that I had interned at. And then from there going to Madison Square Garden Network. And that changed the game. That changed everything going right. to New York and, and working with the Knicks and, and the Yankees and the Rangers uh, doing those shows, uh, Yankee post game, Yankee scorecard, Knicks uh, game night and stuff like that. I mean, I, I worked with some, some of the most talented sportscasters in the history of America. You know, Marv Albert being at the top of the list, Sam Rosen being at the top of the list, uh, John Davidson is there, John Andres, uh, 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 just so many great, Mike Crespino, Mike Green, uh, Bruce Beck, uh, Michael Kay, all those guys were there when I was there. Yeah. So, and having a chance to work with those guys. Bob Page, you probably don't remember that.
1: I certainly do remember Bob Page. He was, yeah, Bob he, Page, he would he torch people left and right. Yeah, I remember him, sure.
0: He was He was brilliant. Yep. He, he is brilliant, you know. So, um, to me, and then you meet other people. I met all the writers. Harvey and Bill Roden and and Frank Isola and Mark Berman and, and all these terrific minds for sports. So, that was a... Uh, that was my period of, I believe, going to Madison Square Garden and working in New York City. It was my period of enlightenment, man. My whole mindset changed, and uh, you know I'm really thankful to Mike McCarthy, who was our executive there at Madison Square Garden at the time, for giving me uh, giving me that job, and it changed my life.
1: I'm a diehard Yankee fan, and I I used to be a big time Knicks fan, so I, I remember the MSG Network well. It used to be a hell of a network. They would do so much with post game and. Um, then the Yankees obviously left for yes, and things changed a little bit. And the Knicks, you know, went in the tank. But uh, that that old school MSG network was something else. So a so, ton of talent there, ton of talent, like you said.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! It, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was just wonderful. It was just, to me. I mean, and that's when the Knicks were playing good. Ewing was there, and Oakley was there, and, and you know they were battling Michael Jordan. I call I, I called the game for the Knicks. Two games stick out in my mind. The one, when Michael Jordan came back from baseball to the Garden half 55.
1: Double nickel, yep.
0: A double nickel in those old Jordans that he wore. <laughs> and two, the Knicks in Miami playing and the long morning and Larry Johnson getting into a brawl at the Garden. Jeff Van Gundy jumping on the court and hanging on Alonzo's ankle. I'd be tossed around like a rag doll. i would never forget that.
1: a lot A lot Nothing. of people, a lot of people, throw out the good old days. But when it comes to the Knicks, those were the good old days. There's no two ways about those it. Those were the
0: good old days, yeah. right? There's no two ways. I mean, you know, we weren't old enough to experience the good old days with Walt, right, 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 Frazier and Willis Reed, and you know, Bill Bradley and all those guys. But uh, for us, those were the good old days, even though they never won a championship.
1: I've always said we're getting off the beaten path here from media, but I don't care. i I've, I've always said this. Patrick Ewing in my opinion is the single most underappreciated athlete in New York sports history. I believe that I would I would well he didn't win. All well, right, but here's my thing about Ewing. He didn't there win. was never No, 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 wait, wait, no, no. He's supposed to win. Wait, he's supposed to win. Let me can I get my point out? Let me just not, say He's not
0: supposed to let he's not supposed to let Josh Stark in game 7 shoot 2 for 18. Right, but here's, he's, supposed to, he's um, supposed to go over there and take the ball away from him or tell the coach to put him on the bench.
1: Yeah, you're not telling Pat Riley to put someone on the bench. Pat's not listening to that, not listening to the players. Here's, here's what i say about Ewing. Never, ever, one game that he didn't give 100% effort, and in the NBA that's tough, and two, he never played with anyone. around. I mean, John Starks was a nice player. John Starks was begging groceries, and he was the second-best player that Ewing ever played with. You want to say Charles Oakley? Okay, fine, but he was a rebound guy. Defense. The, the Knicks never had a second scoring option throughout Ewing's entire career. He didn't win. Wow, you're harsh, so, Gus. You're harsh. I
0: no, I love Patrick. Patrick gave me some of the biggest breaks of all time, but I won't say that he was underappreciated. That well, That's what you said. I don't agree with that. I, I think, think he was very much appreciated. I think that the fans in New York wanted a championship. And I know he came along during a hard era right. when Jordan was there. But, you know, Houston, Game 7, two Yeah, Somebody's like, got to say something.
1: But the, I, I can't I – can't, there's no shame in that he, I can't fault him for losing to Akeem Olajuwon.
0: Yeah. yeah, but you said underappreciated. I'm going back to what you said. I yeah. don't agree with that. All he right. was very much appreciated. I covered him. He was, when, when Patrick Ewing walked in the building, it was like, you know, get out of the way. You know, everybody appreciated Pat. You know, he especially within the Knicks organization, he was treated like royalty. I just, I like, don't, like, I don't like,
1: King. I don't like knocking the guy because he didn't win a title and he had no help around him, and played against you know. all the, you know, Jordan, Pippen, Elijah, Juan, Duncan, uh, Robinson, but yeah, yeah, he right. did a
0: great job. I, I do not feel he was underappreciated. All right,
1: I don't want to have you on and fight with you. Now I feel bad. All right, that's okay. <laughs> only, I like the debate. Um, uh, yeah, I like the debate. I think we both agree, though. Patrick was. Patrick was, uh, he was something special here in New York. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he that.
0: was. Man. He
1: was something. So, Gosh, that guy. I, you did the Knicks, and then first national gig, I assume, was CBS, where you did the tour. Uh, Go ahead.
0: Yeah. And then yeah well, did- that was the first. I, I worked for ESPN. I did some Canadian football and some college basketball, which, you know, I consider national. Right, that right. How long? big big national thing was, big, big, big national thing was uh big, big, big with CBS Sports, how long?
1: Yeah. How long were you at ESPN? Mm,
0: I did two Grey Cup finals. Uh-huh. Uh huh. About Three years.
1: Oh wow. Okay. And yeah, then but,
0: but, but, about about three years. Yeah. Right. Uh huh.
1: And then you go to CBS, and the tournament basically becomes about Gus Johnson in a in a in a way, and and you did the NFL, but the tournament and gus johnson were a special thing to the point where now that you're not really paying attention to twitter i don't know if you realize this i mean every march people are still like we wish gus was covering the tournament uh what was so special about the tournament for you
0: okay they're kids man yeah you know and to me what i realized about my job is not only in the uh not only for the game on that day is it important for people that are watching, but from an overall perspective, I mean, these are historical pieces, you know, these games will be played forever. And I think I kind of had an idea of that when I was even first starting, if it weren't for the kid, it was for me, my family, and my family could go back and say, well, you know, my great, great granddad Gus did the NCAA tournament. You can go and look at him do this game back in 1996. Princeton UCLA and Princeton beats him on the back door cut. And Pete Carrillo tears his hair out, you know, on the sideline. Um, to me, there, every game I call is a historical piece. It'll be here, I guess, until the end of us. But uh, when the NCAA tournament came around, you know, I, I uh, there was just such a, a, a innocence about it, you know, about the, the players, on the floor, these are kids, 18 to 22, pretty much. Right. And most, for most of them, this is the biggest moment of their life. So, and it, it might be aside from the birth of their children or getting married or something like that, you know, pretty much the biggest accomplishment of their life. Cause you know, not many of them move on to, to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, having an opportunity to be a part of that just uh it just uh, opened up some kind of uh chakra in my heart like i i would always say a prayer and i always say the same prayer for every game lord let me be the conduit between you and the message you want to get out to your masses um so when I would watch those games, those NCAA tournament games, and be a part of those games, it's just my heart opened up for those kids. And I don't know, sometimes strange stuff came out, strange sounds.
1: <laughs> and that's what, and you know, that's, but that I think, you know, that that's what, that's what made you such a hit. I mean, I, those calls every March, you know, people like me who, who write daily columns for dot site.com bloggers, writers. I mean, we, we love to trot out those YouTube videos, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to do the Gus Johnson imitation because that would be insulting both of us. But you know, yeah. the Adam Morrison Gonzaga one is a famous one. The you know Lexington oh, CBS March Madness is is that's probably my favorite. Yeah. yeah, do, you yeah. Favorite? do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite call from your tournament days? You know, man,
0: I'm fifty. I'm fifty-one years old now, and uh, when I look back at the NCAA tournament, it was like an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. There were so many great moments it's hard to say one i mean like i said 96 indianapolis rca dome princeton beats ucla on the backdoor cut boom incredible uh from the parking lot vermont v syracuse Mm -hmm. you know uh uh the slipper still fits gonzaga beating florida casey calvary with the tip in you know um then there's the UCLA coming back to beat Gonzaga mm-hmm. after being down by 17, and you know Adam Morrison, who was probably the best player in the country that year, just breaks down. I mean, that's it to me. That's what it was about. I mean, the emotion, the passion, the the commitment, the, the innocence of a of the best player in the country losing a game and 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 crying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because it was over, and now you had to go do business and be a pro.
1: You
0: know, so uh, I mean, there were so many great games. Man. Do you? Do you look back on? Them.
1: Do you ever plan a call or think ahead on a call, or is it one hundred percent spontaneous?
0: No, it's it, it's it's not planned, but it's not spontaneous. It's uh, it, I, when I see things, right? I I, I see things. And I and I and I make a mental note of it. You know, I could give you an example, right? Yeah, but please. I can't use that. I can't use this one because I haven't used it yet. Okay. But But I well, got an well, thing So I the want call was constant.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I just got. To, you know, it's just uh, just it, it's. I think about stuff, uh, and and when I think about stuff, I just make a mental note of it. And when that happens, and when that moment happens, sometimes it'll trigger something. It'll trigger that, that mental note that I took, and I just say it because I'm, I try to stay um, connected to the game mm-hmm. and to the players.
1: So, so last week, for example, you're calling Oklahoma and UCLA. Um, And Marquise Brown, nicknamed Hollywood for Oklahoma, scores a touchdown. And you break out a phenomenal call as he's running towards the end zone in the vintage Gus excitable voice. You say, you know, there goes Hollywood lights, camera, action.
0: Third down and 14 to the 42. Kyler Murray delivers and it's caught. Hollywood.
1: Changer. That's 100% thought of there, or is that something during over the week, you know, before the game, That's you're thinking about that expression? How, do, how does a call like that come about?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You know, Hollywood, you connect the dots. Hollywood, he's from Hollywood, Florida, yeah. It's not Hollywood, California, but Hollywood, California is known for lights, camera, action. It's Hollywood. It's, it's stars. So yeah, what I like to do is I like to build stars stars in the game i like i like to have i like to call the game where people uh, and 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 i let the people know who the stars are so they can pay attention hollywood brown is a star cd lamb is a star kyler murray is a star rodney anderson mr anderson before he got hurt last week was is a star you know so i love to be able to um would they say, you know, attach yourself to a star and go along for the ride. So that's kind of my philosophy right. and uh and I you know I like to and I, you know I kind of like to play with words. Um and that's my opportunity to play with words and, and to establish stars while I'm on my job.
1: And, and tell tell me about like I, I mentioned it before is it my favorite call, a lot of people's favorite call. The um the one uh, we're going to overtime in Lexington. This is CBS Sports, March Madness, and then you let out a cackle, a, 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 almost like an evil cackle, but it wasn't evil. It was obviously an excitable one. I mean, was that a natural reaction, just spont spontaneous, right there with with the uh, the laugh, the the menacing laugh on that great call.
0: I don't even remember doing that, to be honest with you. Really? I, I, oh. No, I just, I'm just, I'm, I, what I, look, man, hmm. don't tell anybody this. This is a secret. All right, let it go. You ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready for the secret.
0: Being a sportscaster is the greatest, no, <laughs> being a play-by-play sportscaster. Right. Is the greatest job in the history of, of planet earth
1: <laughs> i could see there's that. nothing better. i could see that there's no better
0: job yeah. there's no better job I, I thought about it you know i've thought about it i can't you know i say the only better job would be being a player right Right. but you can't play forever but you can right. be a sport ben scully did it for a long time it
1: is amazing i, I talked about this on this podcast before it is amazing how long the good lead play-by-play people last you, you mentioned yourself you started out in 89 here you are now 30 years later you still lead play-by-play guy for fox college football college baseball marv doing it forever al michaels doing it forever people don't realize because he's a, a little bit on the younger side joe buck has been doing this forever now the forever, good ever yeah. yeah i mean it's amazing how uh if you're a good you know play-by-play person you you last a very long time it seems like
0: yeah because you know i we i talked trash to the studio guys all the
1: time, mm. you know, cause
0: they, you know, they get all the lights and the pretty cameras and the great wardrobe and all that stuff. And, uh, I always give them a hard time. i like, look, man, you guys remember this. Nobody's going to remember anything you say when you go off the air, but they're going to, but our, but this game that we're getting ready to do is going to be, uh, in the archive for eternity. Yeah. So, I just think that being a play by play announcer is the greatest job in the history of mankind. And I just, just enjoy, you know, being a part of this, whether it's a thrilling double overtime matchup or it's uh, I had a 42 to nothing first half two weeks ago, Oklahoma and Florida Atlantic. And to me, they're both fun to do because you're talking about these kids. Or you talk about these great players, if it's at the pro level, like what I saw with Aaron Rodgers, like the other day, mm-hmm. that was incredible.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sitting here watching that game. They're down twenty to nothing. He gets carted off in the first half. He comes back in the second half, and I, it, it was magic in Green Bay, 100th anniversary opening night at Lambeau Field. He goes down, comes back with a bum knee. So Leo Mack is sitting there who had the greatest first half you can ever have. And he leads them down the field time and time again and wins it on a big throw and a big catch. People were crazy. It's just, if there's an energy to that, there's a there's a, a, a energy that's in those buildings, whether it be arenas or stadiums, that when things are going great, it, It's 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 unexplainable to me and to be a part of that is uh is a blessing man i mean this is not a a, a right this is a it's a, well, a great opportunity
1: and i and that passion obviously comes through on the broadcast i don't think anyone would deny that um do you I hate to go negative but i i always ask play-by-play people doesn't I mean well, you,
0: well, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: the, the, there are people who might say Gus is too over the top. Gus is too loud. What do, what do you say to those critics?
0: Yeah, that's well, fine. it's fine. You know, <laughs> criticism, critics are part of the deal. You know, my father told me years ago, he said, man, everybody ain't going to love you now. Right. So that's part of it. But I hope that, um, if anything, even my critics see that my commitment to it and how it's, it's, it's genuine. And it's really how I feel when I'm at work, and uh, but you know, criticism is part of it. You got to be able to take the bitter with the sweet.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't get the you know too over the top. I mean, it's sports. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertaining. You know, you don't want someone in there who's comatose. Um, you know, it's, it's always people
0: I, like different. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a subjective. People, it's yeah. a matter of taste. Yeah. some people don't like it some pe- some people don't like my style and i understand it you know some people don't like other people's styles right you know, that's part of it i mean uh, you're not going to be liked by a hundred percent of the masses it's just that it's just not it's not
1: practical yeah do you have a do you have a preference football or basketball on doing the games no no no
0: i like them both it's like i got uh I got two different girlfriends that I can <laughs> spend time with. <laughs> you know, I spend time with my football girlfriend during the fall, and we'll have our run. And then when that's over, then I go hang out with, uh, with the basketball chick, and, and we have a good time. And so, to me, it's, uh, it's all gravy, man. It's all a great opportunity. It's all fun, and it's all what I do.
1: This this is an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and maybe I'll get an answer out of you. Who has been your favorite analyst to work with, basketball or football?
0: See, you know, that's a loaded question.
1: Yeah, I know. Because
0: I've also done boxing. But let me tell you, because I knew you were going to ask that question today, so I wrote some things down. Oh. How about this? <laughs> Basketball. I've worked with Dan Bonner, Jimmy Jackson, Billy Packer, Bill Raptory, Len Elmore, Quinn Buckner, Clark Kellogg, Greg Anthony, John Sunbold, Marcus Johnson, Walt Frazier, John Andres, Trent Tucker, Reggie Miller, and John McLaughlin. Those okay, are the guys so, that I can remember off the top okay, of my head. Okay, so just boxing. By, okay. Hold on, let me finish. Okay. Boxing. Bill Clancy, Dave Von Temple, Al Bernstein, Antonio Tarver, uh, Paulie Malinagi, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Frank Shamrock. Pat Militich, that was the MMA day. All right, football. Charles Davis, Joel Klatt, Desmond Howard, Terry Donahue, Steve Tasker, Brent Jones, Mike Mayock, Ron Jaworski, Ike Hilliard, Cliff Stout, uh, Dick McPherson. So those are just the names, some of the guys that I've worked with. mm mm-hmm. um, and out of all the guys I just named, all of them are great guys. Not one of them is a bad guy.
1: Oh, I'm sure um, that's the case. But if, I, but I will say this: Yeah, it, doesn't the answer have to be Bill Raftery?
0: No, no. I love working with Raftery. Oh, I'm but sure. Not. I mean, I, I can't necessarily say my favorite. Right. I, I, I had a good. I had a good run basketball wise with Ben Elmore. Right. When I was at CBS and we were doing the tournament had a good basketball professional run most recently with Marcus Johnson when I did the Bucks. Mhm. Um, uh, I've been working with him for over 20 years and he is definitely in the top two or three. I
1: I just guys I figured that I work
0: with, but I can't I just can't I just can't put a a button on one guy.
1: I, I just figured it would be Rath three just for the the after hours stories. Oh,
0: oh I can't hang with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can't hang with Raft, huh?
0: I can't hang with Raft in the after hours, man. Raft is a, it's a totally different animal. And the <laughs> thing about it is, he can, he can, he can, you know, go hard at night and be as fresh as a daisy in the morning. I, I don't have that same. <laughs> here's
1: the, here's the question: Can anybody hang with Raftery? That's the question. No, nah, I
0: don't think so. I don't, <laughs> I don't know very many people that can hang with Raft, man. Um, Not when it comes to having a good time.
1: That's great. Uh, with doing the college football on Fox you have a uh, you have u s c Texas this Saturday at at eight o'clock on Fox um, give me one th- if I put you in charge of college football I made Gus Johnson commissioner of college football for one day give me one thing you'd change about the sport no double numbers no double numbers no double numbers no
0: nope. uh one two uh you wouldn't stop the clock after a first down.
1: All right, that's a great one. I like
0: that. Games are getting way too long. Yeah, you know. Um, you see no double double numbers. Well, what do you mean
1: by no double numbers? Well, you know, sometimes. In oh, oh football, I see what you mean. I, I okay. I'm an idiot. I know what you mean. You don't want a guy wearing two, multiple right. guys wearing the same number. I got it. Okay.
0: Two guys yeah. wearing number five. Yeah, yeah. I remember we did Michigan last year. They had three, I believe, number five. <laughs>
1: That's an announcer answer right there.
0: Right, that's an announcer <laughs> answer. But you, you, you but you yeah. asked me what I would do.
1: No, no, I got it. All right, no double numbers. That's a good one. No, I agree with that. I mean, you know, if even if you have to go and, into the and hundreds
0: and and defensive linemen would have to wear defensive lineman numbers. Right. Linebackers would have to wear numbers in the fifty. Right. DBs wear numbers that DBs wear. You you wouldn't have a defensive lineman wearing number two. <laughs>
1: That just gets you all screwed up. It does. It does. Line,
0: for a linebacker wearing number nine. Yeah, yeah. Where's the 53? I want 53, 54, 55. I don't know what positions those guys play when they make.
1: Well, I want you to be commissioner because I love both those changes. Get the numbers straightened yeah. out and the clock does not stop after a first down. I like both of those a lot. Yeah,
0: and other than that, I think it's pretty perfect.
1: Yeah. Do you have a uh, – is there a stadium – Give me one give me one each basketball and football. A stadium you have not yet called a game in that you want to call a game in.
0: Oh, Alabama. Football. Right. That's tough for me. I'm, yeah, no. I want to go down there one day. Yeah. We don't have the SEC.
1: Right, it's tough with CBS having it, yeah.
0: Yeah, but um I think I'd like to call a game in Alabama. You know, that's the greatest That's the greatest coach in the history of college football. Nick Saban.
1: What did you think though of his uh his little thing with Maria Taylor?
0: I don't know. I didn't see it. What happened?
1: Oh, that was you didn't see that two weeks ago where he yelled at her when she asked him a question in the post-game show about his quarterbacks.
0: Ah, uh, he yelled at everybody.
1: You yes. really aren't on Twitter. Are you on do you are you on the internet at all? Or do you stay away from the internet altogether?
0: Yeah. I mean I'll go on the internet to do some research. I just bought a computer. <laughs> bought one of those big, big Mac desktops.
1: Yeah, so those now nice. I can
0: go on the internet and you know, but I don't really go on. I mean, you yeah. can do it on your phone if you want to. So, but uh, I'm, I'm not on a computer very much. Like right. I say, man, I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to hit this five iron. One eighty five. I,
1: I have to say though, ever since you told me about ten minutes ago that you're not, you don't remember your call of, and we're going to overtime in Lexington. This is March man Ever since you told me you don't remember that call, I've been rattled because.
0: No, I I, I don't know. I didn't say I didn't remember the call. Oh. I didn't remember the cackle, the cackle.
1: Oh yes, at the end when you say hey, this is CBS Sports, <laughs> you did well, one I, of those. I I,
0: you know, I don't. I didn't really pay attention. I, you know, <laughs> some of this stuff, man, is just stream of consciousness. You just stay right, right, you right. feel when you feel it, and you don't, you do know, really remember at
1: all. Well, I was going to say now How that you got you now that you got the computer, I would I would send you that clip because it's so good. It's so good. It's so yeah, good
0: go. I, I, You know what I, I know how to stuff. I can go on it yeah. I know how to go On on
1: YouTube now There you go Go on YouTube And look up your own call Isn't that weird To yeah. do something like that But you get that call is I so good I think that's kind of
0: weird I think that's kind of You know that's why I don't like looking At that stuff I don't Yeah. The thing about it Is you know how it is I'm sure now that You you know you're doing Podcasts and stuff It's hard to listen sometimes
1: Oh I never you listen like To myself
0: you, or you, you See there you go
1: yeah. I never really Listened do you do you miss doing NFL games at all? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I really do. I I, I noticed
0: that when I was watching the games this weekend. I watched the Patriots and the Texans. Mm-hmm. I watched. I'm so disappointed in
1: my Lions. You know, I. Oh, that man, was I, Matt really? Patri- Matt Patricia. Gosh. Not exactly. Uh,
0: right. Yeah, I'm a Lions fan yeah. from birth. So. I watched a little bit of that game. I watched the Rams and Raiders last night. I thought that was good. And I watched the Green Bay and uh, Chicago, yep. which I thought was, was was off the charts. So I do miss doing the NFL. It's the, you know, those are the greatest football players on the planet. And a lot of those kids I, that are playing in the NFL now, I had them as kids when they were in college. And, um, this is something about the NFL. It's, it's, it's the NFL. It's, it's it's america so <laughs> i do miss it and you know hopefully one day i'll get back
1: to that well see, you know i i didn't say i would bring this up if you don't want to talk about it you don't have to talk about it at all but since you just said football is america uh, what do you make of uh what's going on in the nfl with the um controversy surrounding the national anthem and players taking a knee uh what do i think i think that I don't mean to put you on the you spot. you great. Well, you, 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 I know you don't mean to, but you are. Well, you said football uh, is America and you know, yeah, so. I think that, I think that people should have a, 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 no matter what profession you're in, you should have a
0: right to protest. That's what, that's what the flag is about. That's what the, the soldiers fought for, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for you to have the right to protest. So if that's how you feel, then I think you should be allowed to do that. And,
1: uh, that's how I see it. I, I I don't want to make light of that issue, and I I don't want to come across as I'm making light of it because it is important. But do you ever say to yourself, you know, thank God this isn't going on in the college game because then you'd ha- then you'd be forced to talk about it during games, whereas it hasn't happened in college, so you can sort of stay at it just because it's it's a loaded topic and it's also one that you know both sides feel passionately about, um, but it hasn't hit the college game yet. Are you, you happy? About it? Are you? No, on- I, don't, I don't. I
0: don't. I don't really. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me because yeah. if it happened in college, we we address it and we would move on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like watching the game, right? You know, be honest with you. That's all I really care about is watching the game. You know, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Take political stances. They have a big stage on national television and whatnot, and you know, uh, that's what it is, it is. What it is right now. But uh, you know, if it was in college, we'd address it and then we keep it moving and 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 and. and, and Get ready for the game. I I, I love watching the game. And to right. me, that's what we're there for. You know
1: what? What's the biggest challenge in doing a college football game for a play-by-play?
0: It, there's so many guys. Yeah, like I said, double not the double numbers is hard. Yeah, especially on special teams because you don't know if number five is the offensive guy or number five is the defensive guy. Right. So you got to have a you're making a bang bang choice. And hopefully, you know, you get it right. But sometimes you, because of, because you really don't know, you kind of have to on special teams just lay out and just wait. Till, so maybe the camera will show the guy's last name on the back of his jersey. So to me, it's, it's the double numbers, and you know, it's college. They got big rosters, and especially you know, college five schools. So sometimes you got guys coming in there that the coach doesn't even tell you isn't. Is going to be playing He's on the roster. So, you know, you get caught in those kind of situations. I think that to me is probably the biggest challenge of it all.
1: And in terms of prep, like NFL compared to college football, I would feel I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like NFL, you sort of, I mean, you're going to do prep, but you know what's going on. College, I feel like, is a little tougher just because, you know, you might not be watching those teams every weekend week got it there's so many games there's so many even though you're limited you're doing the pac 12 and big 12 um nfl is so finite uh, in terms of prep work calling nfl to college uh, big differences same same thing really yeah
0: yeah a, a huge difference i mean in the nfl what is it a 53 man roster yeah yeah college you know you can have 53 guys on offense
1: so that you could know, be a problem, or, or damn,
0: <laughs> or damn near fifty. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you got you know, you know, thirty-five on defense, and then you got special teams guys. You got punters and kickers and guys that specialize in kicking off and long snappers. You know that are too deep that might get into the game and return men that they may throw in there. So I think this is, this is a lot more players. Right in college, within in the pros, so so that's what makes it a little bit more challenging. Uh,
1: before before I let you go, I appreciate the time. I know you you got to run shortly. What has been your worst or most embarrassing gaffe on the air? <laughs>
0: uh, oh man, I, I wanted to forget about this, but I guess I can't. <laughs> One day we were doing a game, me and Charles Davis. And they showed a picture of, uh, you know, the movie, The Man. Yes. They showed a picture of uh, Will Ferrell. And they had a cardboard cutout of Will Ferrell mm-hmm. <laughs> in the stands. And my director, Rich Dewey, showed it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what was on my mind. and It was kind of a bang-bang situation. And I said, oh, yeah. And... Ron Jeremy is in attendance.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then as soon as it came out of my mouth, Charles looked at me and he was like, I was like, oh, I said, oops. On the air, I, I heard myself saying,
1: oops. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, Ron Burgundy. So to me, that was, it was silly. But-
1: oh, no, that is a phenomenal story. And I feel yeah. like it and I feel like I'm terrible at my job because I have no recollection of this and in my world that's a, that's gold.
0: Well, thank God you don't have any recollection
1: i I'm, l- l- I'm looking it up
0: I wanted, I wanted to forget about
1: it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking it up here. It happened in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen it happened. And it's it if you if you Google Gus Johnson, Ron Jeremy, there are plenty of things that come up, so are you serious? <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I just looked it up because I, 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 for some reason, I have no recollection of that, but yeah, it's it's all, yeah. yeah. A little Google search. A little Google search shows so a lot of Gus Johnson, Ron Jeremy links right there.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I stuck my foot in my mouth there.
1: And if anyone's listening, just Google Gus Johnson, Ron Jeremy. Do not just Google Ron Jeremy, because that'll bring up a whole other <laughs> <sort of> stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> right, I appreciate it, and uh I, I, this was fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. And like, I'm a big fan, and I, I can't thank you over the years for all the material because you have provided plenty with your calls. And uh,
0: well, man, Jimmy, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being a fan. I appreciate you having me on your show, man. Continue success.
1: All right, keep the keep the good call. You, do you do you know now? You were on Twitter briefly. I know you're not only there. Yet. Do you know what? Do you know what it's called when you have one of your vintage screaming and yelling calls? Do you know what everyone on Twitter calls it? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I've been told that a Gus, uh, Gus-gasm or yes, something like that. a Gus-gasm, yeah. A Gus-gasm, yeah, yeah. You know what? Can somebody change that? That that, that? I, I don't like that.
1: <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Okay, can, can it be just a little less uh, explicit? Let's see.
1: <laughs> what, 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 what can we change it to? That's like a Gus... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't
0: know. But you guys, are, I'm sure you'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, I just don't. We Come will, on, man. Give me a break. I'll,
0: I'll put out... I, th- got a 50, I got a 15-year-old, man. Come on! I don't want him here reading that kind
1: of. I'll, stuff. I'll put out the word that you don't. You want Gusgasm change, and we'll, we'll see what we could do on the internet.
0: Something a little cooler, just a little bit cooler, not I would appreciate. That. All
1: right. You listen, you that. got you, you know that. you got to take the good with the bad. You know is that, that's not
0: that's not a diss, is it? Is that a
1: diss? No, 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 no. It's a, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, listen, when there's a crazy game, like. When there's a crazy game going on with a crazy finish, there'll be a hundred tweets coming in. I wish Gus Johnson was calling this game. I wish Gus Johnson was calling this game. So you have that, and then you have something a little embarrassing with the Gusgasm. You know, it's you know yeah, the best I mean, of I'm both a worlds. embarrassed
0: by that, I You know, I'm a, I'm a. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a man's man, you know. I'm, I'm a, you know. Come on. <laughs> all
1: right. Nah, I talk awkward. We'll, it's, uh, uh, yeah, all right. We'll see what we can do about that. I appreciate it. Good luck.
0: Uh, all right, man. Again, you.
1: Saturday, USC Texas, eight o'clock on Fox. Uh, you know, That's see good. Gus every week on Fox, calling the lead college football game for that network.
0: And we're getting ready to have boxing on Fox. So. Oh, there
1: you go! It's going to be, it's going to be sexy. I, I'm looking forward to it. We're if, going to have some great fights. If Fox was smart, they'd have you do some baseball. That's a sport that could use some
0: no, some energy. No, 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 have no. Have you no, ever no. done a baseball game? Yeah, I did the Tigers one year. How'd for you about like it? Thirty games. I was awful.
1: Awful. Yeah. Too
0: too technical. I was awful. It was too too technical of a sport to be able to just drop in and do. You know, yeah, a, I could see small it. package of games. You know, you that's right. an everyday thing. You really got to understand it. And I, yeah. I played baseball in college, so I understand the sport. But it, it's just too technical. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's and it's a storytelling sport, which I love. But you got to be there to be able to to really. I have a lot of respect for baseball. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So
1: I'm I'm gonna, no, say no, it, so. it makes sense. It makes sense. Have you, have you heard the story last week about the two Tigers announcers? Getting in the fight. Yeah,
0: I hope you know. You know, and and I hope that the Tigers understand that you know you got two guys working together. You know, one hundred and sixty games a year for however many years they've been working together, and you know, in their defense, you know, they're guys, and sometimes you know, you know, sometimes guys fight. I mean, right. come on, stuff it's, happens. It's, it's part stuff, of the world. Stuff you know, happens. Yeah. I hope. I mean, I know they're supposed to be professional, and I know it's not supposed to happen. But come on, man, give those guys a break, man. 160 plus games a year for <laughs> however many years they've been working, man. That's a lot of time spent with. Well, the t-
1: the Tigers said so, they're not working another game the rest of the season. So,
0: yeah, but that's okay. But I-, I hope they bring them back because I actually, as a Detroit Tigers fan, right, I like listening to them. They're right. really good sounds. So,
1: have you ever come um, close to getting into a physical altercation with any of your analysts?
0: No, because I do football and basketball, and most of the football players will squash you. And the <laughs> basketball players are like six, eight, right. to seven feet, so they'll squash you too. So I know how to uh, mind my business, keep my mouth shut, <laughs> and stay out of those guys' way, because I'm not trying to get pummeled.
1: Very smart, very smart. All right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I appreciate it, and uh,
0: I appreciate you. Have a great you, season. Thank have you. Okay. Right. Okay. You got it.
1: All right. My thanks to gus johnson fun interview fun guy and uh really like what he had to say there at the end does not like the gusgasm that's funny um all right hope you enjoyed gus and uh good time to go on youtube and, and rewatch some of his calls we'll see you next week right here on the si media podcast take care
0: do you know about the locked on podcast network the number one daily sports podcast network Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. Hold